You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong. Radiant. Timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Help! We suck at being newlyweds. With Dean Ungler, Halen Miller-Keys, and Jared Haven. An iHeartRadio podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help! We Suck at Being Newlyweds. And for the first time in podcasting history, for the show at least, for the first time, our name actually works. We are newlyweds. We're finally newlyweds. So big, big ups to that. We were playing the long game the whole time. Long game, huh? Long game. We got Alistair's over here trying to get out to the food. He's, he's going to be all right. Um, yeah, so we had our wedding last weekend. It is now Tuesday. Uh, we've had, what, three days to recover and process since uh, since then. Yeah, and we have been staying here at the Little Nell, just ordering room service, resting. My voice is still gone. Um, it has been, honestly, I think this is the best way to do it. Otherwise, we would have gone straight from the wedding to Vegas, and now we can just really relax. Because I feel like when we're in Vegas, we work on the house. So we have nothing to do here, no agenda, no plans, and it's been perfect. So you having fun? Yeah, are you? Best mini moon ever. Best mini moon ever. Yeah, because it blew my back out. Yeah, that's probably blow- probably from dancing. I guess I just I, I should be blowing your back out. And <laughs> I hear I Dean. am with my back blown out. Dean. I don't know what's going on. I think it's the pillows. I think if people have seen any videos from social media, they know why your back and neck have been blown out because you were dancing your butt off. I know your but, neck off. But I didn't. Yeah, no, it could definitely be that because you don't really work on building those neck muscles, and then all of a sudden you're twitching and twerking them all around. Head banging to Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. Well, so uh, we have a rundown here. I haven't looked at it yet, but. Um, it's a wedding rapid fire. If we want to start with that or do we want to start uh, with the whole weekend? Tell us about the weekend. Okay. So we have been planning this for, I don't know, eight months or so. And we toured this venue in Aspen. We were staying here. I think we were staying at the Little Nell when we were touring, maybe. Um and we were at a hat store here in Aspen called Kimosabi. It's one of my favorite stores. And one of Dean's friends works there. And she was like, you have to go visit Bayul because we were telling her we were seeing venues. And it was the second venue we saw. And thank goodness to her because our wedding planners had never heard of it. Like 
It's very off the grid, very new venue that nobody really knows of unless you live here in Aspen. So we saw it. I fell in love with it. And it. I just really wanted a camp-themed wedding. Like I loved camp growing up. I feel like you're going into the backstory, but we already know all the backstory. <laughs> if we listen to this podcast, we know all this stuff already. I don't even really know where to begin. So everyone <laughs> just got start here on Thursday. On Thursday. Just start on Thursday. Everyone <laughs> arrived on Thursday. And I still felt a lot of stress. I was just really worried that people were going to be upset by how much money they spent um, because it was expensive. But as soon as everyone got in and, and everyone was like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. This is so unique. All of my stress just lifted immediately. And we just all hung out on Thursday. Friday, we had field day. And another thing that I loved was, you know, growing up kindergarten, you would do field day and it was like the best day ever. Um, or all throughout elementary school. And so we played tug of war. We played three-legged race, all of these games. And I think people weren't super into it when they were coming down. They're like, what the heck are we doing? But then people got really into it. Dean's team won. My team, um, I just saw photos from the photographer. My team wasn't even on the board because we scored zero points. And that's the way it makes most sense that way. But it was super fun. I just wasn't super invested in it. I was like watching everyone have fun. and like. So you wanted everyone to be invested in something that you weren't even willing well, to get like, invested in yourself. Okay, here's why. We played mm-hmm. tug of war, lost immediately. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, we're probably not going to win. And yeah, so uh, field day was super, super fun. Everyone got into it. Dean's team won, like I said. Mm-hmm. And then we had the welcome dinner. We encouraged everyone to dress mountain chic is the way that our wedding planners put it. And encouraged everyone to wear hats and boots. And everyone came out like, looking best ever. I think the guys excelled in dressing mountain chic-esque better than the women. And they just crushed it. You know, Chad, one of Dean's friends, Chad, Ben Higgins, Wells, they all just really did a great job. Mountain chic, AKA hipster is basically what it is. Hipster, a mountain hipster. Mountain hipster. And Wells is a mountain hipster. Wells is a hipster. He's a, but he's a, he's a beach hipster. So yeah, I think all you had to do was put it on an overlayer and then he instantly became a mountain hipster. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was good, good stuff. It was good. We had a blast. And we did have two speeches. We had Dean's brother give a speech and we had- Where are we in the in the events of the weekend right Friday. now? Friday. Friday dinner. Yeah. Oh, my back is just killing me right now. I like, I even like looking at, like moving my eyes from left to right. My head hurts my back somehow. We'll, um, get, we'll get to that. That's a Saturday thing. No, I don't even want to talk about that at all. I think I do think it's just from sleeping on it weird, but- uh, yeah, the, the field day, I just want to go back to that real quick. So there were six teams, the way you're making it sa- sound, it sounds like there was two teams and I just beat mm. your team, mm. but no, in reality, six teams, I beat five other teams, not one handed, not single handedly. You know, I had some help from my team, obviously came down to a tiebreaker at the very end. And the tiebreaker was a rock, paper, scissors battle, best two out of three. And I got a rock, paper, scissors battle. One of my best friends from high school with everyone cheering us on. It was pretty great. So it was a nice moment for me. Yeah. It was, it was very fun. And just to see you win and see you so stoked to win was awesome. I do kind of regret uh, wearing the brown suit to the re- reception dinner on Friday. Why? Well, because I had that blue tux that I just never wore. Right. And it would look so good. Yeah. It That one was like fitted, like tailored to, or, to me. But yeah, I do agree it would have looked great, but the brown just fit the Mountain Chic vibe and you... Like the photos of us in the cabin just looked like straight out of Yellowstone. Yeah, but blue could have looked even better. Maybe. But, but you're right. You're right. Alas. I also have other regrets, but I'll get to those later, I guess. Oh, I only, eh, yeah. I don't know if I have regrets. Hmm. Um, so Friday, we had two speeches. Dean's brother was beautiful. 
he did a great job. And then two of my best friends gave speeches as well together and they did a great job too. Um, and that's all we needed. I think two speeches was perfect. We really don't love attention on us. And to that point, I think having everyone together, like everyone waking up, having brunch together each morning, just like being in cabins was super helpful, helpful for us to alleviate that like pressure of all of the attention being on us, you know, like walking down the aisle. I didn't feel, I don't know. It just felt like super comfortable, super intimate. And I really love that. Also the food at the venue, we, um, our wedding was at Bayul and the food was absolutely insane. It was so good. Every single meal. So we went and did our food tasting and we were like, the food probably isn't going to be good, but the venue is awesome. So that's all that really matters. And the food is just so good. And everyone kept raving about it. So that made me really happy too. Yeah. The food is good. Everyone loved it. Um, okay. So let's move on to the next Saturday, day. Saturday. Um, so Saturday, well, Friday, we stayed up and played fishbowl. There were two teams in two rooms playing fishbowl, or I guess four teams, two different groups of people playing fishbowl. And we stayed up until like one midnight, mm. 1 a.m., mm-hmm. nothing too crazy. And there were extra beds in the cabins, but I, I didn't remember where. And it was so late. We were so tired. Dean and I wanted to sleep separately, but we ended up just sleeping together. Woke mm-hmm. up together, mm-hmm. had breakfast together. Mm-hmm. And then I started to get ready. And so did Dean and Dean cut his hair. Yeah. I hate the whole, it just reminds me of being back on the bachelor where it's like, all right, we need you to get ready at one o'clock. And then you're like, okay. And this is before you like are, are starting to realize these types of things. You're like, okay, cool. I'm ready at one. I'll be ready at 1245 just because I'm excited for whatever is next. And then one o'clock comes and they're like, all right, we need you to go down to this area. And you're like, okay. Um, okay. I'll go down there. And then you're down in that area and they're like, all right, we're, we're ready to shoot in three hours. And oh, you're like, no. well, three hours? What did I, what did I get ready three hours ago? <laughs> like, you know, that's exactly how the wedding day felt, where they're yeah. like, we need you ready by 1.45. And I was like, okay, um, what time do you really need me ready by? And they're like, all right, we really need you ready by 2.15. And then like 2.15 came and they're like, all right, just as long as you're ready to go by 3.45, that's all we need. <laughs> and it's like, come That's on. how I felt too, because they originally wanted me to start getting ready at nine. And like, typically you have your girlfriends get ready with you. You have your guy friends get ready with you. Um, bridesmaids and groomsmen, even though we didn't have them. And my friends were like, so uh, what time do you want us there? Like 3 p.m.? Because everyone was having so much fun on the campground and mm-hmm. like there's paddleboarding, canoeing, all this stuff. Nobody wanted to be stuck in a room, mm-hmm. which I took, and same. I was like, the latest I can get ready is what I want. So I started getting ready at, ready at 11. They gave me an hour break. I like sprinted away to write my vows. And I was with my girlfriends. They were kind of helping me just piece together all my vows and uh, then I was getting ready for a couple hours. We shoot the photos. It's like, hurry up, hurry up. We got to go. We got to go. Like, put down the makeup brushes. We got to go right now. We shoot the photos. And then they're like, all right, you have an hour till the ceremony. And I was like, what the heck? I was stressed writing my vows as Emma's doing my makeup. So I definitely felt that too. And it was just hard because once I was ready, they were like, well, no one can really see you. You're in your wedding dress. So you just kind of have to hide and sit for an hour. But it all worked out. It's okay. It just was such a cool venue that, and one of my favorite things has been um, since the wedding is just seeing everyone's stories of what they did throughout the weekend. Like people went on hikes, people were throwing axes, paddleboarding, like I said. And it's just so cool to see how everyone came together and just their little activities. And it really seemed like everyone had the best time because a lot of our friends, not a lot, but like half of them, I know I'm speaking a lot. Half of them are quite bougie. So just to see them embrace the uh, mountain 
cabin camping theme was really cool. I mean, it was still, it wasn't like it was anti-bougie though. Yeah, it was still bougie, of course. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like they were actually roughing it. Um, but no, I agree with you. Yeah, like the, the, you do have a little bit of trepidation of those guys coming in and, and not necessarily loving the venue maybe as much as you want them to or as much as you do or anything like that. But it seemed like uh, everyone, everyone really enjoyed it. But yeah, so I, I was getting ready for the wedding ceremony. I also hadn't written my vows. And so I needed like 20 minutes to write my vows. I had thought about everything I wanted to say already. So it was going to be quick. Typed them out on my computer in five minutes. Maybe like 15 minutes. And, but I wanted to read them out of this book that we had. And so I like writing it from the computer to the book took way longer than expected. That was a big pain in the butt just because like I didn't even finish it. And they were like, you're, you're up, you're, you have to walk out. And I was like still halfway through the second paragraph. I was like, okay, well I need to figure out how I can get these like from here to here. And so we just like printed them out and then taped them into the book. And when I was up there reciting the vows, I had never written it in that font and that size before. <laughs> So it was just like, that's why I was like stuttering a lot. And I like kept losing my, spit, my my place where I was reading from. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, I did get a haircut just before the ceremony. Kaylin came in to the room very unannounced and really, really kind of messed up of you actually to just show up into the... I had no idea. Yeah. But you know, you, should just, you aren't supposed to leave your home base when those things are going on. Yeah. I wasn't given instructions. It was messed up. It's messed up. My sister cut my hair. She did a great job. I was like really... I like was so pressed for time. I couldn't even shower and wash my hair. And that's my biggest regret is not washing my hair. Mm. Cause my hair looks so greasy in those pictures. And it was like, I hadn't washed it in like a week up to that point up until I washed it the next day or whatever it is, you know? So that's my biggest regret. Mm. Well, that's your biggest regret. It's not too bad. No. And now I'm going to have to look at those pictures for the rest of my life. Thinking about how <laughs> greasy my hair was, but it's on brand. Yeah. That's kind of what I keep trying to tell myself <laughs> to twist it. Like it's edgy. It's interesting. It's it doesn't make sense and that's should be good enough for you. Um, but yeah, it should have, should have washed it. I even, I think I asked someone, I was like, should I wash my hair? And they're like, no, no, it looks good. It looks good. And it's like, of course they're going to say it looks good on my wedding day. Like they're not going to lie and tell me it looks bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I shouldn't have been asking other people for advice because of, they were just going to say whatever they think they needed to say to sound good. That's fair. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So the ceremony happened, and I was standing on the side. Um, I could see Dean from our cabin. They like hid me in my cabin, our cabin, and. I hear this music playing. And what song did Jackson walk down to, our officiant? Mm, I don't remember. Me either, but I was like, that doesn't sound like Jackson's song. And then suddenly everyone's cheering and clapping. I was like, oh, they must be cheering for Dean. And then I see Dean and I was like, no, that's Jackson. And I'm like, they better cheer for Dean like that. Hmm. And then better. Dean's song comes down. And Dean was supposed to um, walk down the aisle to Don't Worry, Be Happy. And then suddenly it's like this bass is going. And I was like, what? the heck that is not the right song and there's like a quick moment of panic and then i hear it's lose yourself by eminem and i hear everyone cheering it was so good i'm like wait this is actually amazing and this is just so perfect for you and seeing the video and the photos of everyone just like you running down the running not even walking down the aisle running down the aisle clapping everyone's hands it was awesome yeah it was pretty nice. We were driving up to the venue the day before and Caitlin was like, I just need to get pumped up real quick. And so she put on Lose Yourself by Eminem. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know you knew this song existed. And I just figured it would be a good thing to give you to smile. I was like, make sure she hears my song when I walk down the aisle. And when I suggested it to the wedding um, planners and the DJ the day before, they were both like, were like, are you sure you want to do that? It sounds like a pretty stupid thing to do. And I was like, yes, do it. You have to do it. And they came to me that same day, the next day of the ceremony. And they were like, are you sure you want to do it still? Like, we we got it teed up. Are you sure you want to do it? And I was like, do it. It's going to be hilarious. And it was. And I told Dean, if he had asked me, 
like we were doing our little rehearsal that took two minutes for the wedding. I was like, if you asked me I, if he could walk down the aisle to that, I would have been like, no, that's ridiculous. But the fact that you did it, it was so perfect. And, and that, what, it was such a good surprise too. I was just laughing my butt off on the mm -hmm. side. It alleviated a lot of stress and it was perfect. Let that be a lesson, you know? Uh, I don't know if it like applies to every situation. It doesn't apply to every situation, but it applies to a grand, grand amount of them. Yeah. Just let just just let me take control, do my thing, and it's gonna. Turn, <laughs> it'll all work out. It'll all work out. You'll be happy. You'll be smiling as long as that's all going on. By the end of it, you're happy. And Kaylin walked down to what song again? I walked down the aisle to "Kiss Me" by Sixpence, and just like I love '90s rom coms, you know. Yeah, they're pretty good. That was a good song. And then we walked off the the stage to "Wildflowers" by Tom Petty. Yeah, which is um, our song for Pappy. It's a great song. And Alistair um, also walked down the aisle. Alistair was so bad all weekend. And I think he has regressed and he's gotten worse. Not think, we know. He's gotten so much worse. He got kicked out of a restaurant yesterday. Um, but Dean's brother is the only one that Alistair likes. So Dean's brother walked him down the aisle. And then Alistair was like barking and crying for us while Jackson was um, reciting his portion mm -hmm. of it. And it was, it was cute. It was cute. He just wanted to be next to us. Yeah. Wanted to be part of the wedding and then got put stuck in the room. Yeah. Yeah. So where else do we go from here? Um, so then Dean and I took photos. So we toured the venue um, for our tasting. It was our second time being at the venue and our wedding photographer came. He's like, oh, the day of the wedding would be so awesome if you guys got in a canoe and we took photos in your wedding dress. And I remember looking at him being like, uh-huh. And Thinking there's no chance. I was the one that came up with the canoe idea, by the way. Oh, I thought it was him. No, it was me. Oh, well, I, I remember being Well, like, it was Debbie made a comment in passing. And I was like, we're doing this. No, Carter brought it up when we had our food tasting. I no, remember. No, 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 no. I then I must have brought it up to him first because I remember bringing it up to him. And Carter's great. And I don't want to take anything away from him. And maybe I am misremembering it. Maybe. But I do remember going up to him and being like, hey, there's a canoe. And he's like, oh, great idea. Let's see if we can figure out how to make that work. Who knows? I I'm pretty sure I know. I remember Carter saying, let's do this. Yes, because I brought, <laughs> brought the idea to Carter first. It doesn't matter. One of you no, guys. No, it matters. I want credit for this idea. All right. Dean said, let's get in the and canoe. And the thing is, I'm not even taking credit for it. Debbie gave me the idea, but then I gave the idea to Carter, but I was higher up in the pecking order. The reason I think you're wrong is because I have been thinking about this since the food tasting and I, because it was brought up to me at the food tasting. Oh, you're saying like months ago. Yes. Yeah. In May. <laughs> I don't think that's right, but anyways. Yes, because I've been thinking about it since then. Anyways, someone brought it up and I, for months, have been thinking there's no chance that I'm doing that. And then we get down there and I was like, whatever. And they're the most beautiful photos ever. I, like the aerial shot from above is just so cool and serene. And the photos were great, but what was even better was during cocktail hour, which I really wanted to make it for. We just took time to like sit in that canoe and talk. and In the canoe? Yeah. What is it? Oh, you're going to talk about the couch, sitting on the couch. Oh, but this is first. Oh. So we took like 20 to 30 minutes to be in that canoe and the photographers and videographers were getting shots of us, but we couldn't really hear them. So it was very intimate and just felt like the two of us. And then we joined the last like 10 minutes of cocktail hour. We rang the bell for being the bells. Um, we had dinner. Food was amazing again. And then in the middle of dinner, so we walked up after the canoe during cocktail hour. And there's all these awesome lounges that our wedding planners milk glass set up. And I was like, oh, I kind of wish like we were here and could like enjoy these lounges. It looks so cozy. 
And I didn't even say that to Dean, but I thought about it. And then in the middle of, or after we finished dinner, Dean was like, let's go sit in these couches and snap photos. And um, they snapped like five photos. And then we just sat there for another 20, 30 minutes and watched all our friends and all our family just interact and got to enjoy some more time. Just the two of us. It was super special. Super special. Super special. That's when I did an outfit change. And I asked again, hey, should I wash my hair between this outfit and that outfit? And you said, don't wash your hair. It looks great. I don't even remember saying that. Ugh. But you put a hat on and that's. The hat really did help cover up the hair. Yeah. Go figure. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that dinner was really nice. Um, I'm just trying to think of any other specific moments during that whole thing. Between the ceremony and the pictures and. I also um, put Uggs on because my, it's so hard to walk in heels in that like gravel and grass. So I was running around in my wedding dress and Uggs and I never in a million years thought I'd be wearing Uggs with my wedding dress, but it was also so cold and. You couldn't see them. It was perfect. I was comfy. What else would you have worn if it wasn't for the Uggs? The heels all night? Yeah. That's that's fully unhinged. Yeah. Well, the ceremony heels were really, really high. And the um, reception heels were a lot lower. So I could wear those the rest of the night and was comfy. But I just could not walk. I think I lasted down the aisle. And then as soon as we took photos, had to take them off. Because they were just a little too high for me. Your heels at the ceremony had a nice little like platform thing on them. No platform. Like, oh, oh, a little stopper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put stoppers on all my heels just so I wouldn't sink in the grass. That's cool. Because I think I probably would have fallen over walking down the aisle. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Mm. I had to size them all out. I, I had to order like 20. Kaylin's vows were uh, the best vows. No, they weren't. Dean's vows were so good. And he, so we talked on the rehearsal, who should go first? And I was like, well, the person who isn't their vows aren't as good should go first. And I was like, let me go first. first. I was like, let me go first. I know yours are going to be better. I know Mm. you. You're so good at articulating your feelings and just, yeah. So I went first. No, I mean, Dean went first. (laughs) I was a letdown after that. That's not true at all. (laughs) But your vows were great. No, they were okay. Yours were great. No, yours are great. You got everyone crying. And we have this one friend who, who tells us she's dead inside. And she's like, you guys got me to cry, which is a big deal. Who's that? Autumn. Oh, yeah, but I feel like after the ceremony and you say something heartfelt, even if they did, like I've been guilty of this before, you go up to them and you're like, I cried so much at your wedding or at what you were saying. Mm-hmm. And like, even though I know I didn't cry, I'm just saying that because I would. Wait, want- you said that. I've never said that to someone and not cried. I've actually never cried at a wedding. Mm. I'm good at this wedding. Oh my gosh. I was crying walking down the aisle. The first person I saw was my friend, Michelle, and she's bawling. And I was like, no. And when I see someone else cry, then I start crying. And then it was like tear after tear as I'm walking down the aisle. And I was like, stop it. You little baby. And then I looked at you, no tears. Uh, you didn't have any tears when you looked at me? You're saying? No, I'm saying I looked at you and you had no tears. Oh yeah, I did not cry. I was standing at the, uh, like about to walk down the aisle with Jackson, our, offici- our reverend, I guess we should start calling him. And I was like, I was like, thinking about everything. I was like, dang, I'm getting married right now. Looked at Jackson, looked at some of my friends and I was about to start crying and I like sucked it up. And then I just kind of was like laughing and happy the whole time. So I wasn't crying. There were a few times in your vows where I thought maybe, yeah, maybe now's the moment. Well, I had rehearsed those vows probably a dozen times over the past few months. Okay. But you know, you said on this podcast and to me so many times, you're like, I have recited these vows so many times and I've cried every single time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, well, if you'd let me finish, that's what I was going to get into that. I've recited those vows a dozen times and I've cried every single time. 
then I've gotten to the point now where I'm just like out of tears or I like have gotten comfortable enough with saying it that I'm not going to cry about it anymore. And I shortened the crap out of them. Nor I think if I had written what I had originally wanted to write, it would have been three or four times longer than they were, mm. you know? Same with me. And, and that's what I'm a little frustrated with. I wish I knew I had that 45 minute to hour break in between getting ready and the wedding because I would have, Mine were a lot longer too. And so I definitely condensed them because I was writing and writing really does take so long. I heard that you wrote your vows every day over the past like six months. Well, yeah. Debbie told me, she was like, right after you get engaged, you should just start taking notes. So like I've had this vow note for the past, however long we've been engaged, almost a year. And I just keep adding to it. So then, but I never actually try to like come together and put them into one thing. Until the day before the, until the day of the wedding. Well, I started, remember we were on, um, Ashley and, and Ben's podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's when I w- really had started to fine tune mm-hmm. them. So I just needed like five minutes just to like really make them perfect. Gotcha. Just but, seems right, like, but writing them out really takes like a long, long time. Yeah. Just seems like you procrastinated quite a bit. Of course. And I was shocked at myself, but I did tell Debbie, I was like, if it weren't for you, I would have just been so stressed. And she's like, that's why you should start so early. And I think it's a great, great advice for brides and grooms because then you're sitting in your room and you're like, okay, what do I, you know, what am I thinking about him this day or the day before? Like we've been spending this day apart. I don't know. I think it's smart. And especially for us where you've been climbing all these mountains and I've had a lot of time to miss you and just think about you a lot. So yeah. But you're saying it didn't work very well for you. Just writing, transcribing. Transcribing. Transcribing oh. was the biggest pain. And I was writing, I was like, I'm going to make these so pretty. We have these books. My handwriting's going to be great. Oh my gosh, it's the ugliest handwriting ever. But you finished writing in the books. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. So so you had more time to write more in the books. Yeah, but at that point, then I would have had to start over because there were things I wanted to add in the middle. Oh, I understand. Do you see now? I see now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> great vows though, nonetheless. Thanks. Yours were great. Yours were better. It's not true. But it's not a competition. But mine are way better. I, lo- I love you, and that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? Because I couldn't tell by your vows. I'm just kidding. I know you love me, and I love you too so much. So, so much. Ooh. Okay, don't do this on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And then what happened? So then we had the reception dinner. Yes. Okay. So then I changed into a white suit jacket, which is which so is funny because I've talked a lot of smack about white tuxedo jackets on this podcast. Oh, I guess we should quickly. I guess we talked a little bit about it, but Dean's tuxes didn't get in, um, and so we had to leave for Aspen, but we were delayed. Whatever. So they gave him two free tuxes, and he was like, "Well, I'm going to get a white tux," and mm-hmm. I had never thought in a million years he would actually wear it, but he did, and it looked great. Looked pretty good. Still kind of wish I'd wore the blue one at some point, but I admit just for the day before, but the brown is good. I should have worn it like for this, for, for Sunday when everyone was leaving, I should have put the Ooh, blue tux on and yeah. really, really let them off of the bang. Yeah. But, um, yeah, my tuxes didn't get in. They, they eventually did get in and they got picked up, but you know, there weren't any alterations to be able to be made. And who knows if they would have been able to be made, but like they were small things that didn't work. Like my shoes didn't fit the vest. I couldn't get to like snuggle up on me right because i don't really know how to work one of those vests just a couple little things like that that didn't really matter that much but you know still yeah that was a bummer it all worked out but it was stressful for sure yeah why did we bring that up oh my white tux jacket that i told everyone that i thought was douchey to wear i ended up wearing it and i think it was actually my favorite outfit more so than my long tail tux yeah it was i i loved all your outfits and dean did wear the long tail tux with a bolo tie and it looked really good yeah, just the hair. Just the hair was a little too greasy. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, so after dinner, um, we I made my quick change. We cut our cake, which was really difficult because it was so tall and we were just laughing the whole time at what a terrible job we did cutting the cake. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then 
we went into also our DJ was awesome. We got to talk about Sean. Sean, he's the man. Sean was so great. And um, we loved hanging out with him. So we we're like, just stay for the reception because then we had a band mm-hmm. and he stayed and for a little bit at least. So then the band came and we had never heard the band perform. They were so good. I don't know what I expected, but they were unbelievable. Um, Stratosphere from Jordan Con Music Group. If you're getting married, hire them. They were insane. They kept like interacting with the crowd. They'd come down. They would like hold out their trumpet for people to, that's a tr- trombone. Is mm, it a trombone? trombone? Hold out their trombone for people to do limbo under. Like they were so good. Their vocals were insane. Um, they kept giving the mic to me, which was awesome. Always a risk. Yeah, always a risk. Shania Twain came on and the part where they she says, man, I feel like a woman. They gave the mic to me to say that part, but they also gave it to Ben Higgins. And he said it in the weirdest voice ever, which really tripped me out, especially after a cocktail or two. I was like, what's happening? Um, and then, yeah, it, it was great. And we also had a tattoo artist there. Mm-hmm. So everyone... There was a neon sign that said the Bell's Tattoo Parlor. It was Milk Glass's idea. And I'm so happy we did it because we got to keep it. Um, people were lining up the second they were allowed to. And I think Matt, the tattoo artist, was a little overwhelmed. So we started a sign-up sheet. Not everyone got to get tattooed. I didn't think there would be that many people wanting to get tattooed. Same. I thought there'd be like 10 of us. Yeah. The, I was like 15, 20. Who knows? But mm-hmm. it was like almost every single person at the wedding. I would say he probably gave... 40 to 50 tattoos that night. Yeah. And there were 70 people over the course of three hours. Four. Well, we, I know we booked him for four hours, but there was an actual four hours. Yeah. So let's say 50 tattoos over four hours. That's like 12 and a half tattoos an hour. That's pretty good. So, that's insane. So it's a tattoo every five minutes. That's what he said. He was, is, he said it would be five to 10 minutes mm. and he did a great job. And I also got to tattoo Dean myself, which was Mm-hmm. One of the highlights of the whole weekend. Yeah. They went to the bathroom. We stole their needle gun <laughs> and said, you're going to tattoo me right now. That's not necessarily how it happened, but uh, yeah, I asked. Well, we didn't even get matching tattoos though, I guess, did we? We didn't. And I thought I would like know exactly the tattoo I wanted, be ready to go. Um, and I just picked off the board like five seconds before. And I'm pretty proud of myself for doing that and not overthinking it. Yeah. Why are you laughing? Just because you got this tiniest, babiest little squiggle. And I have to say, because they couldn't size them, which makes sense now. Like they didn't have a printer to actually size each tattoo. And that would have taken so much longer too. It's like, these are the tattoos. These are the sizes. We move on. Um, And they were a lot bigger than what I would want. So I took a tattoo off of a map, like a, a larger map. And there was like tiny little mountains within the map. So that's what I got. Let's see it. Do you have it available? Is it on your wrist or something? It's on the back of my arm. Oh, Allie got hers on her wrist. Yeah. And I got a ghost. I knew the second I saw the doodle sheet, I was going to get the ghost. This is the cutest little guy ever. Got it with Kate, one of Caitlin's best friends. And <laughs> she woke up the next morning and was like, wait a second. This is a little bit bigger than I thought I wanted it to be or something She's like, like that, right? I think I hate my tattoo. I think it's overtaking my other tattoos. Oh, she got it too close to her other tattoo. Yeah. yeah. So she wants to get like shoes on it now or something. <laughs> and her boyfriend and I are really good friends as well. And he's never gotten a tattoo. And so I got a matching tattoo with him. That's the one that Kaylin did for me. Yeah. It's a little stick figure guy upside down. No real um, significance to him being upside down. Oh, I thought of something actually in the moment to, to make it more significant, but I can't remember what it is now. But because Josh got his sideways first ever tattoo and he's a Jewish man. So I always thought that if you get a tattoo, you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery, but apparently that's no longer a rule. Oh, because I guess there were a lot of Jewish people that 
were good, you know, good Jews and they just couldn't be buried in, in cemeteries because they've had tattoos and tattoo mindsets changed so much. And so now I think maybe they've dropped that rule. Oh, that's cool. That's what they said. I don't know how, <laughs> how legitimate that is, but, um, but yeah, so we both got matching stick figure guys and, and I got a matching, uh, ghost with his girlfriend. So I just think that's kind of funny that I have matching tattoos together. with both of them. Forever. That was another funny thing I kept saying too, was I was like, you know, if there are 50 people that got tattoos here tonight, a lot of us are close friends, but a lot of us um, maybe aren't as close as the others or like maybe just meeting for the first time. And if you got gay 50 tattoos, there's probably like four or five that were the most common. Mm -hmm. And that means that you have an, a similar tattoo, the exact same tattoo as someone that you don't really know very well. I just think that's kind of funny. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, it was super cool. We also had a wheel that you could spin. And if you're brave, you spin the wheel, whatever it lands on, you get that tattoo. And the person whose idea it was is the only person who got it, not Sarah Fishian. <laughs> Reverend. <laughs> Reverend Jackson. Um, my little sister, she's 18 and got her very first tattoo as well. And she was super nervous. So I like held her hand and was dancing with her trying to pump her up. She's a little shy girl, but she did it. She got a, a stamp on her thigh. Mm. My sister, my other sister got a tattoo. It was, it was cool. What did your other sister get? A cowboy boot. Nice. Yeah. So the rest of the night was good. We were dancing up a storm. The band killed it. The tattoo artist was amazing. The cake was incredible. The food was great. Baby Will Retreat did a great job. Milk Glass Productions, wedding planners, they were freaking unbelievable. They were. And I do want to talk about them for a second because they had a huge team come out. It was a huge property. I don't even know how many acres. How many would you guess? I don't know. 50. I was going to say 30. Yeah. Okay. Acres and acres and there's no service at all, which was really cool too because everyone was super unplugged um and they had walkie-talkies so they're like does anyone have eyes on the groom they were just like so on top of it in every single aspect if they were stressed they never let me know that they were stressed I had a girl Maggie who was my right hand girl the whole wedding day and, and rehearsal dinner she kept me so calm I just get really anxious when I'm getting my hair and makeup done because I don't really like to be touched and so she like kept giving me those breaks that I need to just stay relaxed and she got me my wedding dress. Shout out to Maggie. She was great. Shout out Maggie. 32 acres. I just looked it up. Okay. I was right 32. on track. 32. You're very close. Uh, shout out to our photo booth. Oh yeah. The photo booth was so fun. Super fun. Took like two or three photos. Oh, we also brought in this coffee cart, which Dean didn't try, but I knew that Bayul just had drip coffee. I don't really drink coffee. I'm a matcha girl. And so on Saturday- I'm a matcha girl. I'm a matcha girl. <laughs> Saturday, the day of the wedding, I brought in this coffee cart and it was a huge hit. And someone said the little details of the wedding were really what made it so special. And one of our friends was like, every corner, I was just so excited to see what was around every corner. So um, another friend told me, I don't know if I told you this, but another friend told me her biggest regret from her wedding was not spending enough money. Mm -hmm. And so when we were getting hit with all of these um, invoices and I was like talking to people, I'm like, do I add the tattoo artist? Do I add the coffee cart? Do I add the photo booth? Someone was like, I wish I spent more money. And I do think it was all worth it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Silence from you, but. Oh, I don't think, I don't think for a second, I wish I spent more money. <laughs> well, looking back, I don't think I wish we spent more money. I think what we spent is perfect. I think what we did is perfect. Yeah. But I was going through that before having added all those little details. No, I get it. I get, I get the point she's trying to make by saying, I wish I spent more money. Yeah. But I would never, ever say, yeah. man, I wish I spent more money. <laughs> but I see your point. Like, I think what she's saying is like, do the little extras, spend a little more to get the things that you really want versus the things that you're trying to save money on mm -hmm. by not getting. 
Yeah. Like that kind of thing makes sense. Yeah. I didn't, I, yeah, we cut corners and, and things we didn't really care too much about. And it was perfect. I keep saying it's the best wedding ever, best weekend of my life. It was, I wouldn't have changed a single thing. You're a little biased when it comes to that though. Of course. But like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. And I feel like I was so present and got to enjoy every single moment. Mm -hmm. We got so much time together. We got time with our friends. It was like a, a perfect balance. I really enjoyed how I like just, my phone was in the room the whole time, basically. Yeah. I like never had my phone on me, which like now kind of sucks because I don't have any photos or videos from the event, but you know, enough people had their phones out. Yeah. But like I would leave the room and be like, oh my gosh, I don't have my phone on me. Yeah, it's okay. And then like, you know, you'd go out and totally forget about it 10 minutes later that you don't have your phone on you. So it was just like, it was nice to be able to disconnect and spend some time with people. Yeah. Just perfect. Just perfect. And then Saturday came and went. We were married. Sunday we checked out and now we're at the Little oh. Nell in Aspen. Colorado. Wait, Saturday night though. Dean got, we, we think Dean may be allergic to whiskey. We talked about his whiskey allergy after the engagement party. But the wedding planners were so sweet. They put bride and groom, packed up some food for us to have in our room because they knew <laughs> we'd be hungry. And they like, drew little photos on it. It was so sweet and so thoughtful of them. Um, also could have been Bale. I'm not sure. What One of the two. Mm -hmm. And um, there were rose petals on our bed when we got into the room. It was very, very thoughtful. And Dean was just a little tipsy. And so our first night as a married couple, I'm feeding him little pieces of steak in bed. Yeah, but I also got back before you and I just cleared oh, yeah. off the couch so you could see the little flower on the yeah, bed. Yeah, that was so sweet of Dean. Thank There's you. a little chase lounge that he was sleeping on because he got into the room like 30 minutes before me. Covered in Caitlin's things, by the way, the yeah, chase lounge. yeah. It was not empty. Um, and he was laying on that, sleeping on that. And so that I could see the little rose petal heart on our bed, which is so sweet of you. Yeah. I earned the, the skirt steak that you hand fed me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and then everyone left the next day and it was a great weekend. All right, let's do this rapid fire recap. Who was the drunkest? Uh, I have no idea. It was probably me. Who was, was the best say, dancer? You. It was probably no, ben you and Higgins. Ben Higgins. Whose vows were better? Dean. Yours. It's nice. Who ended up getting tattoos? Whose idea was it? We've already kind of went over this. Uh, I got a tattoo. Caitlin got a tattoo. 50 people. Eh, 40 to 50 people got tattoos. It was Caitlin's idea. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Did Dean get emotional? Did Caitlin get emotional? We've already answered some of these. I did get emotional, but I w kept it inside of me. Caitlin got emotional and she kept it outside of me. <laughs> Are you happy you allowed speeches? Yeah, the speeches were good. I am. Yeah. It was special. Yeah. Two was perfect. Any more than that. And I would have been like enough talking about us. I, enough talking shit about me. I can only <laughs> handle so much people talking about shit about me. Or like I can only talk so much shit about myself. Yeah. I've, I got enough jokes like, yeah, I get it. I'm late. I'm gone a lot. I smell bad. <laughs> I these, all these jokes are a little played out and I don't need to hear it from multiple people. Also in my vows, I was going to be super self-deprecating and Tori was like, can you stop talking crap about yourself? And I was like, well, that's Okay. So I got a lot of my self-deprecation as well. Can I just, I want to say my favorite point in my vows to you. Yeah. Was when, and I was, I was questioning whether I was going to get even a single laugh on this, but I knew my brother would laugh. So I decided to say it anyways. It was something along the line. And, and for context, my brother at his wedding said something along the lines of, you're stronger than Von Miller in Super Bowl 53 or something like that. Strip sack. I don't know. He like mentioned Von Miller in the Denver Broncos in his vows. And I was like, I got to find a way to work the Denver sports teams into mine. So I said, Kalen, just like defending NBA, just like defending world champion and two-time NBA MVP, Nikola Jokic. You're uh, no, and I gave you like some qualities like patient and strong and all these and humble. 
And then I was like, you're as good as it gets. Just like Nicole Jokic. I thought that was pretty funny. And I don't know if anyone laughed because I was like kind of blacked out at no, that point. No, people, people definitely laughed. It, I had no idea who that was though. You don't know who Nicole Jokic is? No. Do you have any idea now who it is? You told me. We watched every Denver Nuggets playoff game together. Oh, is that the, the guy from Russia? The, <laughs> the guy from Serbia, yes. Oh. Yes. The really tall? Yes. Blonde? Yes. Oh, yes. of course. Yes. Thank you for comparing me to him. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, what was our first dance song? It was Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke, Bring It On Home To Me. And Bring the, It On Home To Me. The reason we chose it is because we looked up the meaning of the song and it's about a guy who loses a girl and will do anything to get her back. And it's like our paradise story. That's not why we chose it. We, I, I said this should be our song and then you were like, it's, can, I, can, I, can I vent for a second? Your memory. Yeah. I need to vent for a second. There were so many times where Caitlin would be like, we need to find her first da- dance song. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, great. And then she'd play like three songs. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, this song is great by Sam Cooke. It's perfect. And then she'd be like, oh my gosh, you really think so? I think it's so great too. And then the next day she'd be like, hey, we need to find our first dance song. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? We just figured out our first dance song Okay, yesterday. your memory is so off. That's what we did. And then, no. and then I like, I just sit you down on the couch and say, Kaylin, when we say we're going to do something, we can't just this come back crazy. a day later and give out more options to something because we, once you make your mind up, you should have your mind made up. Options. Let me are tell not you how good. it really happened. Options are not always. Let good. me tell you how it really happened. I made a playlist of thirty songs, like hand selected. Didn't even look on those stupid Spotify playlists because they were all so cheesy. Came up with my own that were super us. And I was like, we're gonna make pizza outside. I'm gonna play these songs, and we're gonna decide. Play one song, and you're like, that's it. And so then I was like, fine. And then other songs kept coming to mind. I'm like, well, what about this one? This is a new one. That's how it happened. Okay, where were we when we first thought that Sam Cooke would be our We were in the song? kitchen because I wanted to do it on the pizza oh, night. Oh, we were in the kitchen, huh? Where were we? <laughs> Definitely not in the kitchen. <laughs> Let me Tell me where. We were in your car driving down Charleston Boulevard in Las Vegas. <laughs> yes. And we yes. were driving through the light. Yes. I know exactly that intersection right before you turn off to 215. Yes, exactly. So now whose memory is skewed because you okay. were so convinced we were in the kitchen. But I played it. But my point is, <laughs> you can't knock me for having a questionable memory when you're saying Fine, we heard detail. it in the kitchen. No, that's not even, <laughs> but it's like the most important detail. And uh, I panicked. That's why I said kitchen. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Uh-huh. Let's move uh-huh. on. Uh huh. When did Dean get his haircut? I got it an hour before. It took, it took way longer than I thought. I thought it was going to be like a 20 minute thing. It took like an hour and a half. That's also why I couldn't shower and clean it. Yeah. Ah. Did anything unexpected happen? Ooh. Yes, that we can't say. Just use, let's use two aliases. (laughs) Um, My good friend, Bartholomew, and and your good friend. Rachel. Rachel. Got together. Bart and Rachel. Bart and Rachel. Yeah, they liked each other. They liked each other. (laughs) Maybe we'll be going to their wedding one day. Yeah, maybe we'll be going to Bart and Rachel's wedding one day. (laughs) It was unexpected, I'll tell you that. But no. if you knew Bartholomew, though, like, it, I'm saying you as in, like, the listener, you would get it. Wells, the first night, we were all drunk, hanging out inside when it was, like, because it was just warmer in there. And Bartholomew was wearing this cowboy hat, this vest, looking all good. And Well, now everyone knows who it is. Yeah. <laughs> and Wells was pretty drunk, and he's like, Bartholomew, we got to get you on the bench. So we, oh, yeah. we can, we can turn you into a star. You'd be great. And then Wells woke up the next day. He's all sober. He's like, I can't believe I was saying that last night, <laughs> but I, but it's funny because Bartholomew wants to go on the bachelor. And, he like would always hit me up about it. And he, 
was about to go on one season. Mm -hmm. And then they just didn't call him back. Which is crazy to me. But I agree with Wells. Like he could be the bachelor and, and could be such a successful bachelor. He's so kind. Mm -hmm. He's so charismatic. Great mm -hmm. speaker. But now he might have a girlfriend. Yeah. Rachel. <laughs> Rachel and him might be together. So that would not be good for his bachelor stock. Um, did everyone stick to the mountain chic theme? Everyone succeeded so well. Yeah. Everyone did great. Everyone was so nervous about it. I was like, guys, just wear cowboy boots, cowboy hat. You'll be great. And the guys, I just can't get over the guys' outfits. They crushed it. What was your favorite part of the entire day? Um, the couch was my favorite part. It's a nice couch. It was just so nice to sit with you, watch friends and family, and just like talk about the day. And that really made it, because it goes by so fast, it really slowed the day down to like have those little moments. And it just made it, you know, we weren't like separated and with our friends and family dancing the whole night we were together, which was great. Yours? Agreed. Would you do it all no, over? No, wait, what's yours? Uh, the couch. Oh. I told you that in the moment. I said when we were sitting there, I was like, this is my favorite part of the day. Oh. Yeah. So you stole my answer. Yeah. Yeah. Would you do it all over again if you had the chance? 100%. Love mm -hmm. to do it once a year. Yeah. It sounds expensive. Um, Sorry. I know it's rapid fire, but I'm going to do a camp themed birthday party. This is way too rapid for fire my, for you to start talking about birthday parties. So we'll parties. have it again in a year and a half. Okay. Continue. Okay. And also you said, you told a couple people about that and it seemed like it wasn't as, uh, received quite as warmly as maybe, or what? maybe I misremember, maybe I yeah, misunderstand. Definitely. Okay. Everyone was pumped. Okay, great. That's awesome. Dirty 30. Here we go. Dirty 30, no showers, camp theme. Oh no. It's going to be bougier. No, dirty 30. You got to stay dirty. Did, speaking of dirty, did you have sex on your wedding night? No. No, but I did get skirt steak hand fed to me. Yeah. So that's. So, you know, some might say sex is good, but some might say that might be better. And then the next day I'm like, yahoo, it's time to consummate and started my period, which I do want to say, I don't know if this even needs to be said, but because I started my period the next day, my boobs grew twice in size and didn't fit into my dress. And that's my one regret. I wish I could have fixed that. You wish you could have had smaller boobs. Yes. It <laughs> was so, I was so uncomfortable, but alas. So unfortunate your life. So just, yeah. just <laughs> no, the whole night I was dancing. I was big. so stressed. Anyways. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it. We wish Jared could have been here with us. Cause uh, you know, he could have included his perspective about the wedding, but it's, it's actually kind of nice this way because now next week when we have him on, it'll be like a whole As new a episode. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be like, we're talking about the wedding for the first time again, because we hadn't talked with him about it yet. I am interested to hear his perspective because I do feel like he wasn't super excited. He, yeah, he was a little, um, trepidatious, trepidatious, a little pessimistic, a little, uh, concerned Questionable <laughs> and worried that it was like a, a wedding for you and had nothing to do with me. Yeah. Which in hindsight and in reality, it was the exact opposite. It was everything for you and nothing for me. Excuse me. Everything for you. you. little for punk. Me. What was for me? Uh, the camp theme. Also for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aspen, uh, getting married in your hometown. I wasn't in my hometown. Was or wasn't? Was not. Okay, 30 minutes outside of your hometown. I thought it was in my hometown. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Keep on coming. Um, The outdoors, the aspect. I hate the outdoors. Keep on coming. Keep trying. The you not showering for the wedding aspect. <sighs> That's just a personal choice. <laughs> Come on, you go. What? Tell me how it was about you. 
There wasn't anything about me, but that's fine. It was Dude, about you. Shut it was up. about you. And it actually worked out for me. This is how it was for me. Because after the wedding yesterday, when Kayla and I were spending time in Aspen, she's like, now all I want to do is live in Colorado. And I was like, yes, it worked. It worked. And I told him, I was like, how'd you do this to me? Mm-hmm. But we have been looking at houses and they are too expensive for us, but mm-hmm. I would love to live here. And for the record, I didn't do anything to you. Colorado did it to you. <laughs> right, of course. It's the best state in the States. Yeah. And you want to know what's crazy too? It's got a lot of 14ers in this state. Oh, yeah. I, I climbed all of them. We got to talk about that. Why? Well, you did it. Yeah, but we already kind of talked about it last week. Okay. And who cares about the 14ers when there's a wedding talk to talk about? Yeah, but you did it. And I just want to say I'm very proud of you for doing it, oh. for accomplishing it, Ooh. because you did it so fast. Mm. Everyone said you couldn't do it. That's true. And you did it. I did it. And you did it excellently. And I never have to climb another mountain again. Actually, that's not true. I might be doing an ad for a phone company and I might climb Whitney next week. Oh. But that's only if my neck isn't broken like it is Your right now. Your neck isn't broken. You can hike with a broken neck. Yeah, that's true. Just pop some ibuprofen. Yeah. I'll be good to go. Anyways, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Because <laughs> uh, we've been talking for about an hour, so why, yeah. don't, why don't we just call it a wrap here? Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. The first episode that actually makes sense for our title, Help We Suck at Being Newlyweds, with Dean Bell and Kaylin Bell. Woohoo! And Jared Haven Bell. Um, Jared, I don't know if you're going to be uh, contributing to this podcast episode at all, but if you are, good. Great. Anyways, be sure to tune in next week where maybe we suck just a little bit less. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at help we suck at being newlyweds. And email us at newlyweds at iHeartRadio.com. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. We'll see you next time. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.